Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from, with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. All right, welcome back, everybody. It is the Osmo.com NHL DFS strategy show. We've got a nice little five-gamer on this Friday afternoon. I'm Jake Hari, joined by Team McBee, Terry McBride. How's it going, Terry? We haven't talked for a couple weeks. It's been weird scheduling, but how have things been since then? Doing pretty good. Living the dream, you know, barely leaving the house. COVID times, giant snowstorm coming through the Northeast uh, like uh, earlier this week, so that's yeah, a lot of lock-in, a little bit of cabin fever, but enjoying it DFS-wise. Did you get pounded with the three feet? It's It stuff? was a solid, yeah, foot and change at least out there. Yeah. About, uh, you know, well above, uh, like, the midsection on my dog, and he's a pretty big dog, so it's Jeez. been interesting. Yeah, we got a couple inches last night, and uh, I can't imagine, like, I hate shoveling, and so... Shoveling three Aussie. feet? Like, I don't even know. Like, wh- where do they even put all the snow? You live near the city, right? Yeah, I'm in Jersey City, so like right outside is a bunch of parked cars and everything that just get buried But when the plows come through. So fortunately, I don't have to drive, and I don't have to shovel because I live in an apartment building, and I you know, live in a city, so I don't need a car. So I duck out of both of those, thankfully. But yeah, I felt bad for the dude who was doing our steps out front. That was oh. not fun. 
miserable and it's probably getting pretty cold there too right like it's got to be below 10 no it was nasty early in the week and then it kind of got nice the last couple days melted off some of the snow you're able to walk around a little bit more so well that's good news yeah we don't know you how's how's everything we don't have the big snow yet we've had like a couple times we've got like three to six inches or so but now it's like it's gonna be negative uh for the next like week straight so it's gonna it's gonna be bad a perfect time to stay inside play some nhl dfs maybe nba too you play a lot of nba and uh obviously mlb when that comes back around those guys are reporting to uh spring training pretty soon here it looks like big deal with trevor bauer uh this afternoon going to the dodgers so a lot of things going on what'd you say that rotation is going to be just absolutely sick that yeah. Dodgers rotation. Oh my god. Yeah, that's going to be uh, an interesting one going up against Dodgers for DFS. Um, Robbie in chat says Boston one or Tampa one. Well, we'll tell you in uh, a little bit as we go through these games. Um, not too many people in chat just yet. We are starting a little bit early because we do have the NBA show coming on after this. They've got a big slate, so they're going to start early. They're going to take you up till lock there and. Uh, we're going to talk through each game, do the normal thing. Not a whole lot to review last night. Kind of an ugly slate for an eight-gamer. Uh, I did not have much success. Did you play it at all, Terry, or did, did you see what happened? I saw some hockey highlights from last night. I didn't catch it DFS-wise. I took the slate off. Uh, like I was telling you pre-show, I've been jumping into uh, you know fair amount of small tournaments, but last night it was just a little bit of chaos for me personally. So uh, nothing bad, but uh, you know, I had to run uh, a couple different things. So didn't get in, but uh, so it was a you know pretty interesting night of hockey. Uh, you know, just with uh, with uh, Spence's hat trick unexpected yeah. and a couple five point nights. Uh, it was you know so interesting stuff. But I imagine that wreaked havoc across DFS. For sure, except for one man who you may have heard of. His name is Alex Baker, and uh, he binked with the Philip Forsberg five-point game. All right, Nashville came back. They were down 5-3, pulled their goalie, scored two goals. Forsberg finished it off in OT. So not only did Alex have the five-point game with uh, the Nashville two-stack that went nuts, he had Matthews, two goals. Marner, I think he had had a goal and two assists. So big game there. And then an uncorrelated one-off winger from the same team in Spezza. So he just hit the absolute nuts. He had like 220 points. I think my best lineup was like, I I don't even know. I think it was like 170, I want to say. So like Alex just crushed me. Um, And man, I mean, the biggest fish of them all, Seth Seth Hader in chat. uh, He banked Yahoo, it looks like. So. I mean, uh, oh, good night for some of the better players in DFS, Osimo and Seth. So hard, hard to get a better one-two punch than those guys. Uh, Raiders fan forever says, I just can't stomach the NBA. I know I'm probably missing out, but it's nothing like hockey. I love watching the NBA. Uh, I really like watching the playoffs. Um, I don't really watch too much of the regular season. My buddies that I live with. They watch it a lot. So we usually got like one TV on NHL, one on NBA. So I've been watching some more NBA. They are degenerate gamblers. Um, So they, you know, gamble a lot. Uh, One of them actually plays a lot of no house advantage. So uh, they've been doing some of that, doing some props. A lot of sports going on. The girlfriend is not too pleased. So, Uh, but we got a five gamer tonight. So let's get right into it. Boston, Philadelphia, three implied total. For the Bruins, 2.6. For the 
for the Flyers. Tuka Rask and Brian Elliott are both confirmed. The one change we've got here is Nolan Patrick and Kevin Hayes swap spots. So Hayes is going to center Drew Voracek, uh, Drew and Voracek. Patrick's going to center uh, Lindblom and Konechny. Doesn't really change a whole lot. Uh, for me personally, we just saw this game the other night. You heard me say that like a million times this season already. I, I'm kind of digging these back-to-backs. I kind of am. Uh, so, I, like, you can see how the team's matched up. It's the same home team, you know, last change, all that. Um, so, I, I mean, Boston won. They're 25,000 uh, – I'm sorry, 24,000. Uh, oh, that's on FanDuel. DraftKings. Pasternak is 9K. Yeah, they're 25-2 according to the top stack tool. That's insane. That's probably the highest price stack that we're going to see all season. Um, maybe not. Maybe Edmonton won if they stack up their top guys. I don't know. But so far, like that's there. insane. Yeah. So that's going to bring their ownership down a little bit. I'm worried about the dupes with playing Boston 1. If you look at the top stack tool, they look very favorable. But – like who else can you get into your lineup? Are you finding yourself being able to get some Boston one tonight, Terry? That's it. I mean, that's the challenge is who are you going to put them with? And you're going to, you know, some of these low end lines, you know, some of these threes and fours, even that from, you know, some of these other teams. So, I mean, if you wanted to maybe grab like a Florida three and LA three, like some of these dicey kind of lines, then you could start putting it together and still maybe get to you know some reasonable defensive pieces, but it is tough to build with them. They're a dominant force of a line. Uh, you know, definitely somebody a, a group that we want to get to as much as possible. Uh, top line, uh, just totally dominant. Six hundred and seventy minutes together since the start of last year. Fifty nine point three four Corsi four percentage. One hundred and thirty four high danger chances for uh, converted on nineteen point four percent of them. For, is it twenty six goals? So I mean. They score, they're just dominant, they shoot, they're all over the place. It's just, how do we pay for them? Uh, and you get power play correlation with them as well. So it's just, how do you get to them and have anything else reasonable in your lineup is the challenge. Yeah, so I think the way that I like to attack Boston tonight, is I'm definitely going to have some of them. Uh, looking at my first run through things, like if the slate started right now, actually I don't have ownership plugged in. So let me do that and then I'll uh, get back to like my exposures and stuff. But uh yeah, I mean, I crunched out a bunch of Boston one. The problem is just that when I, when I filter them out, um, I think I'm going to get lineups with a bunch of projected dupes. And that's not really something I'm comfortable with on a five-gamer. I think on a five-gamer, you shouldn't be duped all that often. So sure. power play stacks, I think you could do that with Nick Ritchie. If you just wanted to go Boston onslaught, Boston one plus Ritchie plus McAvoy, and you just say, all right, Boston's going to score six goals tonight, which surely they could. Um and you just hope that Richie gets in on some of this fun, stack up McAvoy with them. That's one way I like to do it. Um, I'll play some full Boston one, but I just – like there's got to be some sort of line that people aren't going to be on. But there's only a, a few lines that they work well with, and I'm just worried that those are going to be very, very popular combos. Um, so it need to be at least a 1v1 or 2v2 away with my defense yeah. And uh, that's going to be the challenge, but I'd love to get to as much Boston one as I can. I don't think that it's going to be more than like 10 or 15% uh, at most right now. Is there anything on the Philadelphia side you like? 
I don't dislike the looks of the top line over on Philly either. I think, uh, you know, they're somewhat interesting with, uh, with Hazy stepping up to that line. I don't dislike that. I think they've, you know, put a decent amount of uh, points on the board early in the season. You get uh, correlation between uh, Giroux and Voracek going over to the, uh, if we're taking the power play into account. So I don't hate it. Uh, 39-21 together with Hayes so far this season, 55-13, uh, 55.13 Corsi 4 percentage, 13 high danger chances for um, so they're a decent combination, and we know that uh, Giroud and uh, Voracek you know, work well together. So I think we can get to a little bit of them, and they're not crazy priced. Just taking a look at the uh, top stacks tool, they rank, what is it, probably around 10th or 11th overall on the board, but they're one of those mid-range price teams, only 14-5 for the entire line. So I think you can do a decent amount of building with them with some of the other high-end lines rather than dropping down to uh, you know, supreme value lines. Yeah, it looks like decent value on the Philly side. Uh, they've got... I think three lines that are probably in play and maybe you could argue Boston does as well on a short slate here. Uh, I like the second and the third lines a little bit, just because I'm worried that the, uh, the Hayes line is going to go up against Boston one. And mm. they're just so dominant, uh, like so good at possession. They don't give up many goals at all at five on five. So yeah, if you want to go with the flyers power play stack, I mean, I think most teams are in play tonight for the power play stack. Uh, maybe not like, the Kings or you could probably do the ducks, but like maybe the, not the Kings and the Detroit Red Wings. Detroit. Yeah. Um, but I think a lot of these teams are power play stackable and Philly is borderline for me. I'll probably include them in some power play stacks that I run. I don't know if I'll actually end up playing them in tournaments. Um, pretty Makes interested sense. in the, the Lawton Van Riemsdyk fairly trio. Uh, JVR is 4,800. So the price isn't great, especially for his projection. But I just think that's a line that does have some offensive flair. Fairby, young player, he's had a hat trick for me uh, in, a, in one of my winning lineups this season. So I, I guess maybe I, I just got a soft spot for this guy. And he's like one of the guys that's actually younger than me that I talk about. So um, Lawton, JVR, Fairby. I don't think I have any of those guys anymore. <laughs> I think, I think uh, Vince Carter in the NBA was the last of them and he's gone. <laughs> no, I mean, there's, there's some older players, Chara. Marlo, That's true. Yeah, Char is like 41, right? Yeah. Char is right. like 42, 43. So. All right. Maybe Char is like Brady's age. Yeah. Maybe Char has got me by a, a couple of years still. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Farabee's had a, uh, a nice start to the season. You know, I was, when I was looking at the different lines, the one thing that uh, you know, concerns me about getting down to the threes and the fours is the ice time, of course. You, know, you, yeah. you get down to uh, you know, Farabee's at a 14, 13, 14 minutes and 13 second average ice time. So he's got to get the job done a little bit quicker. But yeah, that line looks uh, you know, definitely in play. I had made note of uh, Van Riemsdyk as you know, potentially like a one-off, an interesting cheap one-off from down there, or a guy you know, with the power play correlation. Nice start to his season, 15 points, five goals, 10 assists. So definitely in play over there uh, for me as well. All right. Uh, any defenseman that you want to point out here? Provorov, uh, I think McAvoy is a decent uh, – uh, you could probably play him as a one-off, but I prefer him more with Boston 1. But then you're really getting uh, into – uh, very little salary left over if you do boss one plus McAvoy. So I think it's an option, but uh, any punt defensemen or any other guys you want to talk about here? 
Um, just uh, on the Philly side, I guess Ghost Pierre, uh, maybe you know, back in uh, involved, uh, very cheap playing on that top pair, only 2.4 percent owned on FanDuel, 2.9 percent owned on DK. So, as a cheapo one off kind of a guy, guy with some offensive ability, uh, that we've seen in years past. So, I think we could definitely go there. Uh, I agree on the McAvoy thing, I think he makes sense as the uh, as the power play stack. Uh, and uh, if you wanted to go Provorov with the power play on uh, the Philly side of things, I think that makes sense too. To your point about stacking the power play, uh, Philly's. 24.24% uh, power play percentage ranks 10th and Boston is at I had it here a minute ago uh, well Boston's is really oh 35.29 ranks 5th so both yeah. excellent power plays yeah uh, a couple guys I'll point out that I'm interested in playing more as one-offs than anything uh, Travis Sanheim 2900 and his partner uh, Philippe Myers 2600 two guys that I have. Uh, Mixon as one-off defenseman tonight. Let's go to uh, Detroit and Tampa. 2.0 implied total for the Red Wings. 3.7 for the Lightning. Grice and Vasilevsky are probably going to be your goalies. We don't have confirmation yet on any of them. Uh, I don't know what the back-to-back situation is. If there is one, we just saw Tampa uh, hand it to Detroit the other night. Uh, Hard to think that it's going to go another way. This evening, they're just very deep. Detroit's not a good team. Their coach is not good at all for DFS or for real life. They refuse to put their best players together, uh, and they don't generate a lot of offense because they've got a two-implied total. So anything you like on the Detroit side here, Terry? Anything sticking out to you? I just in searching around for wingers to write up this afternoon, I threw Mantha into the mix. I think he's somewhat interesting uh, playing on that second line. I think if you wanted to get to uh, some cheap stacks with that second line, it's fine. Uh, but I prefer it you know, maybe more as a one-off. I don't think there's a ton of action there. I don't think they're going to be doing a lot of scoring. Uh, this team's got a 25% win share on the night, uh, by far the lowest on the board. So I just don't really see a ton uh, on that side of this game. Uh, I think it's all about Tampa on this one. Yeah, Mantha's a good call. I, I think he's always a guy I'm interested in at 4K, even in a tough matchup. like He's just a really talented player. If you wanted to go... Larkin, Ryan, and Mantha, that would be a stack that I'd be okay with. Um, I think there's a pretty decent chance that Mantha ends up playing some with Larkin. Like, they just can't generate any offense. They've got no chance uh, in this game to – it's seemingly no chance in this game to uh, outscore Tampa. Uh, but I think that is their best chance. They put Mantha with Larkin. So, they're all in the top power play together. If you want to do something like that, I, I – don't hate that. You just kind of play the best guys and hope they can score three goals and somehow hold Tampa to two or get the game into overtime. And um, you could correlate with Grice, but it's just, it's really bad on the Detroit side. Um, on the Tampa side, Seth's asking actually, I think a pretty decent question. He's probably trolling, but uh, do you like Boston two better or Tampa two? Two lines, similar price range. Uh, Similar in that there's a top line on both of their teams that everyone's going to want to play, but good lines nonetheless. Do you have a preference there? Just looking for the totals. Uh, Tampa's at 12-9, Boston at 12-3. I think I'd probably still lean Tampa anyway, just a little bit more dynamic, I think, Um, and a team that just just tend to come up for me a little bit more when I'm crunching lineups, so I would probably go that way. Um, Looks like the public is probably going to go that way a little bit as well. Let me flip back to Boston. Yeah, I mean, it's it's like 6-7% on Boston, too. 
and then closer to 10% on Tampa too. So it's close, but yeah, definitely it looks like ownership uh, is going to gravitate a little bit more towards the Tampa side. Yeah, so that actually, with all of that in mind, it probably makes more sense to look toward Tampa too. You're saving, or look toward, yeah, we're saying Tampa's less owned. <laughs> Sorry, I lost track there. Uh, so it looks, makes more sense to maybe look toward those guys um, and save some money. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I like Tampa. I'm going to have some of both of those stacks, but I think that is potentially a decision point for a lot of people that are hand building. Um, I, I like everything on the Tampa side here. Uh, the problem, well, not the problem. I, I think I'm going to have a little bit more Tampa one than Boston one. It's looking like uh, they're very good at five on five. There's really no bad match for Detroit. Whereas I think Philly's just like a more formidable team than Detroit. Sure. So I give the slight edge to Tampa one. They're going to be popular too. Uh, so it's not really an ownership thing. It's, it's more just a price thing. I think I could do a little bit. They, they open up a little bit more than Boston one does. Uh, you can leave Palat off if you'd like point stamp coast, one of the better duos uh, tonight. You've got Hedman at 7,600. He's a tough guy to add in, uh, but I'm going to try to do it at least in, uh, in a handful of my lineups tonight. And then I think you can go with the Tampa onslaught. You can, this is where you, uh, you can go with the Josh stack. Are you familiar with the Josh stack, Terry? No, I'm not. Okay, so the Josh stack is from Josh Harris, made it yep. up. Uh, Josh Harris, J-R-H-O-O-2, as you guys may know him as. Uh, it's basically where you just onslaught a team. Four, five, six forwards, uh, a defenseman if you use five forwards, and then sometimes the goalie as well. And you're just hoping to get one. Uh, you're hoping to get um, multiple lines doing a ton of scoring. I think it's really usable tonight in a couple spots and Tampa is definitely one of them. So yeah, I might have a couple of Josh stacks in my lineups uh, this evening. Hedman or Theodore. Oh, that's an easy one for me. Seth knows the answer there. I like Hedman, but it's, it's definitely, definitely Theodore for me. What about uh, any Tampa three for you tonight, Terry? I, I made a note of them that they were, you know, somewhat interesting as a uh, potential value play. Uh, sixty-six forty together this year, sixty-two oh four Corsi four percentage, uh, twenty-one to five in high danger chances for versus against. They've converted on two of them, so uh, yeah, I think they could definitely be in play. And there's some savings there on, you know, what again we're talking about just a, a potential onslaught uh, mm-hmm. and a potentially dominant performance by this team. They're a seventy-five percent favorite to win this game. Uh, you were talking about it in comparison to the Boston Detroit game, or I'm sorry, the uh, Boston Philly game. That game's uh, Boston's a fifty-six percent favorite, so that's a much much tighter game. Uh, so yeah, I, I give me a, every part of Tampa that we can get to, and I definitely think that third line's in play. Yeah, I, I'm a sucker for this third line, specifically Gord and Coleman. I really like them as a two-man. So like on some of my five-man power play stacks that I'm going to be utilizing tonight. I've been doing more and more of those this season, whether it's Boston, Vegas, uh, I think Florida, you could make a case for that. On my the rest of my team, I think I'm going to end up with a lot of uh, Yanni Gord, Blake Coleman, uh, two-mans. So really, really like Coleman as a one-off here, uh, feeding on these Detroit lines. This is a real, like a legitimately good line. Um they would be a second line, I think, on a lot of other teams. But Tampa is just so deep. And they do get a decent amount of minutes. So, 
Yeah, you're talking about three guys with uh, each getting 15 minutes. Uh, each has produced so far this year, and they're cheap and they're not owned. So yeah, I, I think that makes a ton of sense. Is uh, you know working them in and uh, maybe even more than you know a mix and match kind of a thing. Just make them maybe a feature line and uh, and what you're doing. It makes a lot of sense. I like it. Uh, defenseman, if you want to go with Christian Juice on Detroit, apparently power play one. It might be Hronik. Uh, he's 4600. If he's not playing top power play there's confirmation on that like i don't know that he's really that usable tonight so some cheap guys on detroit i suppose uh and then after headman you've got mcdonough's uh chernak and sergachev all guys that i think are fine i think i'm gonna have the most of sergachev uh he's not a great one-off but he's 4500 gets secondary power play time goes uh decently well with that tampa two line and then correlates with yanni gord a little bit on that tampa three line so Abundance of options on Tampa. Anything else here before we move it on? What about Vasilevsky, 8,500 and owned? And I can't even really argue with it. I hate paying up for expensive goalies. I don't think I would do it in cash, but like the chance at a shutout uh, seems pretty high. The problem is just that if he gives up a goal, uh, he's probably not the optimal goalie. That's it. You, you kind of almost need that shutout from him, but I mean, there's, not many teams he's got a better shot at putting out, putting one up against. Uh, you know, 21 goals, ranks him uh, 28th in the league out of 31 teams so far this year. So they're just a terrible offensive team. 10.53% power on the power play, ranks him 29th out of the league's 31 teams. Not much there on the offensive side, but like you said, even if he has an above-average game, you might not get enough, and they might not be ripping enough shots on him either. So uh, dicey at that price, but yeah, obviously probably the goalie and the best chance to put up a shot and the best spot to put up a shutout on him. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, I think Detroit had like 19 shots the other night in this matchup. And uh, they they could easily post a game where they have like 16 shots here. And I think you're probably looking at an upside of like 25. And so maybe you could scoop by with one goal allowed and a win. Um, But any more than that, Vasilevsky is toast. So just got to know what you're getting yourself into. Nashville and... Florida, the Panthers, uh, we've got 170 people in here, actually. Uh, early start time, more people will be uh, dropping by, I'm sure, because we're right at the 4 Eastern. Mark, uh, hit us with a like if you guys could. That really helps us out, helps us continue to offer some free content for not only NHL, but we've got MMA going on this week, Super Bowl. You may have heard of that. Or the big game. They're calling it the big game because I think it's, it's like a naming rights thing. Like, you can't say Super Bowl uh you just got a suit good job yeah uh so i think you know we got to take down all of our super bowl content call it the big game i've noticed a bunch of like places are doing that but those are bigger uh companies with more money to uh be sued for not that not that we're a small company but yeah the big game yeah uh nba pga we've got it all so uh hit us with the like Hit the notification bell. You'll know we go live for not only NHL, but every sport. Preds, 2.7 implied goals. Panthers, 2.9 implied. Rene and Chris Dreiger expected to go. Rene came in in relief for UC Saros last night. Let him back. I guess we'll call him. We'll call it let him back uh, into the game. It was really the Nashville offense. Two six-on-four goals last night to tie it up. Forsberg took care of business in OT. Uh, so things turned quickly in Nashville's favor. Florida let one get away from them. And there were in total 
six, uh, 11 goals, six to five game. So uh, Vegas is not biting on that. They are expecting a median outcome of about 5.6 goals here. Uh, what jumps off the page for you here, Terry? Yeah, so you touched on it. You know, big game on, uh, out of this two te- these two teams last night. Huberdeau, five-point night last night. Forsberg, a five-point night. Um, we saw uh, Barkov became the second leader in uh, goal scoring for uh, the Florida Panthers, behind Ole Jokinen, by the way. Um, so I think there's an opportunity for some upside. But like you said, Vegas has it again down at uh, you know, kind of a standard-looking game. So I think it makes, makes a lot of sense to you know, kind of just focus in, zero in on the top lines again. They're both pretty dynamic lines. I like that Florida one. They're a little bit, I don't know about under the radar. They're getting ownership, particularly on FanDuel, less so on DK. But I think you know, not a ton of people go to Duclair and uh, Verhage over on the other side. A lot of people know Barkov in the middle. So I th- Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I think getting to that stack makes some sense, and they've produced uh, decently so far this season. The Forsberg line uh, on the other side of it, really like that one. And I think uh, the uh, Johansson line is definitely in play. Uh, Nashville, too, is also in play there. So I definitely can get to some pieces of this game. Um, just depends on, you know, how it kind of comes together with some of those bigger sacks and, uh, you know, bigger lines that we really wanted to get to. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think decent amount to like here. Uh, I kind of felt like a fish last night for not playing more of this Duchesne Forsberg Granlin line. They had a really good sample at five on five together. It seemed like a pretty good five on five matchup. Forsberg, uh, dynamic scorer. Duchesne, a guy who can score as a center as well. So I don't. Now I feel like I'm chasing. Now, now I'm chasing this big performance. Um, I, I think I'm going to end up with you know more than last night, but the field's going to have more than last night of Nashville one. So I probably won't end up more than like ten or so percent um, at these current ownerships for uh, the Duchesne line. You know, Johansson, Arvidsson, and Nick Cousins is a fine stack. I think, I mean, they're okay. Uh, I like some two-mans on the Nashville three. Uh, Halla, Grimaldi, and uh, Tolvanen. Um, I think you can two-man those guys as well at basically no ownership. If you want to Halla, uh, Tolvanen, or Halla, Grimaldi, I think is fine as well. And then on the Florida side, I'm going to – the top line, definitely, uh, at these ownerships. Um, and not only them, but I really like Barkov with Huberto and Hornquist. And you just go power play stack for the Panthers. Um, had a decent amount of power play opportunities last night. They couldn't stay out of the box themselves. And so they didn't get a ton of five-on-five ice time. But the ice time that they did, uh, Barkov, Verhage, and Duclair were really solid. So I think we're going to see more of the same Similar, similar matchups. It was a closely contested game. I would think Florida just goes back to what they did last night, which was just kind of roll their lines. And so Florida one plus Florida power play is uh, my preferred plays here. Um, Ekblad and Yandel are expensive, 6,500 for Ekblad. And then 5K for Yandel. Um, those would more just be add-ons to Florida one stacks or Florida power play stacks. Probably not playing those guys too much. 
at um, uh, by themselves. So, anything else in this game that you're looking at? Anything uh, on the blue line, especially? Uh, I think you touched on it uh, with the Florida defenseman. Those would be the two guys in play, of course. Uh, you know, maybe you could throw a, a Strawman in there. It's just kind of a weirdo uh, one-off if you needed a, a cheap guy. Uh, only 3.6K on FanDuel, 2.9 on uh, DK plays on the second power play unit. But, you know, obviously not a big-time play there. Uh, on the other side, I think Josie and Ellis make some sense. Uh, you know, they're both expensive, both popular, both get uh, power play time, productive offensive players. Uh, Yossi in particular, you know, blocks a good amount of shots. Uh, Ellis does too, actually. So they, they pad their stats that way. Uh, Yossi takes a bunch of shots on goal. So I really think getting to one of those guys, despite the price uh, for some correlation, uh, particularly if you're going into a uh, power play stack, the way you said, yeah. makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So Yossi, Ellis, and then Matthias Ekholm attempted 13 shots last night, uh, which is kind of crazy. $3,400 defenseman, a guy who blocks shots, uh, as do Ellis and Yossi. Um, so I think there's three guys that I like as well. Obviously, different price ranges, different ownerships. But uh, I think Yossi and Ekholm are going to be guys, especially that I end up with a lot of. Yossi, you can make a case, is one of the better one-offs uh, tonight, as he is most nights. Um, maybe not quite as good as the guy we'll talk about next, but uh, he's up there for me. 26.5% ownership currently. Um, all right, before we move it on to the next game we've got free premium content once again for you guys today so uh today we're gonna have the top stacks tool that is open to the public so if you're wondering what it's like to be behind the paywall here's a little taste of a tool you will get the top stack tool nightbot has me covered but i'll just post the link as well from the osmo account in the youtube channel if you want to check that out uh top stack tool helps you understand who's going to be over owned under owned uh, relative to their chances of being a top two stack. One of our favorite tools to use for not only NHL, but we've got one for, uh, we've got a, a similar tool for NBA called the Boom Bust um, MLB. That's everyone's favorite tool for MLB. People use that religiously. And uh, also, if you're playing NBA, ownership projections, free today, MMA rankings, big fights this weekend. Those are also free if you're playing some MMA. We had a show last night for MMA. We will have a live before lock tomorrow, and uh, that'll be coming on right after the NHL show. NHL show is going to be uh, earlier tomorrow, so just keep an eye out for that. And then we've also got a new Twitter account, Awesomeo NHL is the handle. Super easy. Uh, those guys are working hard to uh, post some highlights and uh, some fights. I saw a couple fights on the timeline last night on the Osmo NHL Twitter account, so Follow there. Not only will you get cool videos and people punching each other in the face, but you'll also get uh, any important alerts that we have in Slack. So make sure you get in Slack as well if you uh, do decide to join. NHL weekly package is just $11.95. You get access to everything we talked about, including the top stacks, which is free today, but also ownership projections, projections, lineup builder, which I use every single day. Uh, while I'm talking to you guys and then uh, premium slack is also huge Kings and the golden Knights only a couple of games remaining. We've got a 2.1 implied total for the Kings 3.4 for the golden Knights could be Jonathan quick going for the Kings could be Cal Peterson. We don't know just yet. Same thing on the golden Knights, but it sounds like some of the beats believe it's going to be Mark Andre flurry. The one thing I will caution people with is that this um, 
this game locks at 10 Eastern. So 60% of the slate walls will already be locked. Um, if you are going with flurry and it ends up being Leonard, you could be stuck and not be able to get up to Leonard with that extra 200 bucks. Cause DK did not price down the, the exact same Leonard is $200 more. So if you want to crunch with Leonard or make your lineups like Leonard's in and then swap down to flurry, they think it's going to be flurry, but we've seen this story before. So just be aware of that. Um, what do you but like? And be aware too that that spare two hundred dollars could be preventing you from getting to to uh, Tampa one, Boston one in some of those crunches too. So exactly, yeah. There's a give so, and take there with what you're saying. Yeah, absolutely. So I I usually I don't. know. How do you treat that situation? Is there situations like that that you deal with in other sports? Yeah, we had something like that come up in basketball the other day. Uh, it was due to a COVID cancellation. Just the last game of the night just came off the table after everything else had started. So it was you, you know nothing, no way to predict that. But if there's a situation where, you know, say a big center on FanDuel uh, where you can only play one center in basketball is going to be is questionable going into the game and it's a 10 o'clock game, I'll try to make sure I at least have a plan. All right, if if he doesn't play, I'm going to go here, I'm going to go there, and then I'll, you know, swap-demise the rest in, uh, and take what I get. Um, so that's, you know, definitely what I would advise. And the way you're suggesting to build it where it's a direct swap between goaltenders makes a lot of sense. I just think it's important to take into account what you're sacrificing in doing that and kind of make that your decision. Do I care enough about getting to this goaltender that I'm willing to sacrifice maybe getting to, you know, an opportunity with that extra 200 bucks. Um, So maybe think about it through that prism as you're deciding on the goaltender there. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, Vegas, my favorite spot on the night. Uh, I'm just a sucker for the Vegas golden Knights. I think they're, if not the best team, they're one of the best teams. Uh, people probably think Boston and Tampa are better right now, and that's perfectly fine. One issue with Vegas, they're coming – like a, a bunch of guys are coming off the COVID list here. I don't know who or how many of them had COVID. Uh, Petrangelo is not playing, so this opens the door for Shea Theodore, who's 6,900. Um, and it's basically a unilateral decision, like – you either are getting to Tampa one, you're getting to Boston one, or you're getting to Vegas. Uh, you're not, I mean, you could potentially get in this Vegas second line, I think with Tampa, but uh, that's going to be dupe city right there. So I might avoid that. I, I like Vegas. It's 3.4 implied total. I think they've got two amazing lines and they've got a usable third line and they're going to have ownership for sure. Uh, it might depend on uh, which tournament you're talking about in terms of their ownership compared to Boston and Tampa. But what are you thinking about Vegas tonight? Yeah, I like Vegas a lot. I think they have three playable lines here. Uh, top two lines, obviously, you know, very good. And then uh, that third line, like you mentioned, I think they're definitely in play for some value. They're getting a little bit of ownership, but nothing crazy, nobody over 10%. So I think we can definitely look to get there for some savings. Uh, but yeah, that top line, 298.39 together since the start of last year, uh, 60% Corsi 4 percentage, 81 to 32 in high danger chances, four versus against. Uh, just absolutely killer uh, killer line. Uh, they converted on, it uh, looks like, 18 of them. Um, so just really, really solid line. The second line, 499 minutes together since the start of last year, 56% uh, Corsi 4 percentage, 23 goals for versus 25 against. So they give up a little bit, but they definitely generate chances. 102 high danger chances versus 81 yielded, uh, and they converted on 14 of those 102. So definitely can get to a fair amount of the uh, top two lines there. And then, like you said, the uh, the third line's uh, a value play. Uh, not a ton of time together. Uh, 22 and a half minutes, it looks like, so far this year. Uh, 
uh, 52.78 Corsi 4 percentage. No goal scored, but generated three high danger chances. Uh, and then Glass and Tuke have played uh, 168 minutes together. Uh, seven goals, four, eight goals against uh, 36 to 41 in high danger chances, four versus against with two of those converted. So those guys have some experience together. So I definitely think we can play that, uh, that third line there as well. Yeah. I mean, I think they just crushed the Kings here. Uh, I think they crushed a lot of teams, but especially the Kings. I mean, they've gotten it handed to them by like the Coyotes who they've played well, the Coyotes have, but uh, like they're just getting smoked at five on five. Um, So I really like Vegas. I think potentially the best five on five team in the NHL, their top two lines are killer. As you said, don't really care about the matchups. Dustin Brown sliding up to the top line with Kopitar and I follow. We've got a sample on this line. They're, they're good, not great. Um, Offensively, defensively, uh, Vegas is going to have last change. I think that definitely matters uh, in terms of if you're looking to play the Kings. There's not a Vegas line that I would like to attack here. Um, three strong line. Like, there's just it's hard for me to play many Kings. Uh, Dowdy's 6K as well. Um, there's no one I'm really looking at heavily on the Los Angeles side. Uh, and then Shea Theodore, probably the best. I think the best defenseman for the night, um, 6,900, they priced him way up, but, uh, with no Petrangelo, he's going to get top power play duties. He's already a guy that shoots a ton block shots. He's a, um, a guy that's a, a candidate for the combo meal every single night. looks like there's going to be some ownership on him, but, uh, I don't really care. I think he's awesome. One of the best defensemen in DFS, uh, night after night. And uh, Josh Harris says Ducks smoked them last game. Yeah, they're getting crushed by the Ducks, the Yotes. Like, they're just not a good team, no. uh, especially not five on five. If they can't stay out of the penalty box, uh, give me some of this top power play, too, for Vegas. Uh, looks like they stacked it up pretty good stone. Pacioretty, Cody Glass, and Carlson with Theodore running point. So, yeah, I'm all over mm-hmm. Vegas. Anything else you want to mention here? I think we touched on most of it. Uh, you mentioned uh, LA one gets uh, gets Brown up there, so uh, covered that. Um, Drew Doughty, you know, low owned, uh, somewhat expensive guy with some power play correlation. If you're looking for a defenseman from that side of things, but not a ton to talk up on the King side. So I think we've pretty much covered it. Yeah, uh, I'm looking. There's like an error on uh, Alec Martinez here. He's another defenseman, so they priced him up as well, 5200, but. Uh, on my sheet, I'm showing I'm showing seven defensemen. Uh, I don't think that's the case for the Golden Knights, but I'll confirm this and get it corrected in projections if there is anything going on with Alec Martinez. 5,200, a uh, guy with pretty decent peripherals, going to bump up to that power play too um, and should see some extra minutes with no Petrangelo, who is a guy who plays 25-plus minutes. Like You might see 27, 28 minutes from Theodore. You might see... 25 plus from Alec Martinez as well. So, yeah, I good. mentioned Martinez in the uh, in the column today and wrote up a little bit about him, but I couldn't figure out uh, to your point about the uh, the sheet being messed up. Uh, the website we all get uh, lines off of uh, had a little bug where he was on the power play but wasn't on any of the. Oh. couldn't figure out if he was playing or what the story was, but uh, I think he's going to be in there. Yeah, he lo- he looks fine to me. He didn't leave the game. Okay, yeah, yeah that was tripping me out for a bit there, but. Uh, Let's see. Do we know who's going to be a net for the Kings? We do not yet. Uh, but RIP to whoever it is. It's probably it's probably going to be quick. 
is there a difference in price for the goalies? That could be another situation. Let's see. Quick is at 7K, and Peterson is 6,800. So I would just crunch with Quick in. Again, extra 200 bucks. You might be able to fit some extra, like an extra forward in with uh, that extra money you save with Peterson. But I truly have no idea who it's going to be for the Kings. And I'm, I'm not very confident in them playing well, uh, getting peppered here. Let's go to the last game on the night. We've got the Sharks and the Ducks. 2.7 implied total for both sides. Marty Jones and John Gibson, who is having a very good season so far. Uh, real hot stretch at the start of the season. Um, kind of had a down year last year. Now priced up to $7,800. Uh, Ducks, I, I can't keep track of their lines. Right now, I'm seeing Getzlaff, Henrique, and Troy Terry. Okay. Sam Steele centering Dan Heinen and Jacob Silverberg. Uh, Ricard Raquel on the third line. Um, and then on the Sharks, we saw in practice the other day, it was Logan Couture with Evander Kane and Kevin LeBanc. Hurdle with Ryan Donato and Patrick Marlowe. I hate how they have that line um, uh, formed. I don't know why they don't put Timo Meyer up with Tomas Hurdle, but uh, that is a story for another day. Uh, Meyer on the third line. So both teams, their line's kind of messy. Uh, is there a line that's sticking out to you? I wrote up Couture, and I think that that uh, Sharks top line is a little bit interesting. Um, they get two of the uh, guys from the power play on that line, and that's basically the most power play correlation from what I'm seeing on this board uh, across both teams. So maybe if you wanted to go like a Couture LeBanc, uh, you know, two man, or get to a full stack of that uh, that top line, or maybe grab one of the defensemen, try and stack the power play, uh, throw Donato in there, and uh, stack the Sharks power play, might be the way to go there. Um, but yeah, with the jumbling arounds, not a ton of uh, of uh, you know, these guys coming up, I think Anaheim uh, has a couple lines that are, you know, they're in play. The third line, maybe uh, a little bit for value. And then the top two are not bad. Uh, the top line, not a lot of time together this year, but they dominated uh, 77.78 Corsi four in their limited 12 minutes together this year. Um, so, but uh, without gets uh, Terry and Enrique had two Oh two together. 53-11, Corsi, four, uh, six goals, four or five against since the start of last year. So a little something there. Uh, but ultimately, there's just not a huge sample for any of those lines, uh, you know, really together from what I saw. Yeah, going back to the start of last season, LeBanc, uh, Evander Kane, and Logan Couture, decent at five on five, not not great from like an expected goals per 60, um, about even uh, goals for and goals against per 60. Not a ton of high danger chances, but I just like I think that looks like the most complete line to me in this game. Um, I think people will use Gibson. We're showing mid teens ownership on him on DraftKings. They'll see the Sharks, and you know, yeah, the Sharks aren't a good team, but I think they do have one line that could at least be good. Uh, I also think you can power play stack the Sharks here, Couture Bank, uh, Hurdle with Burns and or Carlson. Um, yeah, I, I like the Sharks here. I am not confident in any of these Ducks lines here. I, like, if I had to choose one, it would probably be the second line, Steele, Heinen, and Silverberg. Uh, but that could be a potentially popular line to fit with uh, your Boston one or Tampa one stacks. So if it fits perfectly, you might want to swap off of it at least a spot or two um, 
if you're using Tampa one or Boston one, because those lines are expensive. Uh, if you're getting Hedman in with Tampa one, uh, you're just very limited in what you can do. So I like to have an abundance of different uh, roster constructions. And so I'll try to uh, do some weird stuff with my uh, Anaheim two shares that I do have. Do you like any Anaheim lines? Yeah, I think, I think two's in play there. I think, uh, you know, for a little bit of value, I think you can squeeze uh, three, you know, some. Uh, Rako being the, uh, the player that I like best off of that line, uh, which I think makes a lot of sense. But yeah, ultimately, I, I'm pretty much in agreement with uh, with what you were saying there. Um, it's interesting, you know, what you were talking about as far as uh, a lot of people just kind of going to that to stack them with the uh, pricey lines that we want to get to. Just in thinking about that, you know, it's something we talk about across all the different sports. Is just think about the construction path and all right. If I make this decision to go with the super pricey chalk. I'm going to be setting a foot on a very specific path toward, you know, the end result of finishing out this lineup. And there's only so many options that people are all going to be building in. So what's the next most popular decision, you know, two, two levels of popularity down when you consider what that second line that you're going to stack in there is. And these guys probably not the answer to your point, just, uh, you know, given the popularity of that line and the cost, I think they're going to be appearing in a lot of those stacks too. So you're going to get duped a, a fair amount if you go to that. So maybe consider one of the uh, the inexpensive lines from a different team, but they are probably going to come up a decent amount in optimizers. So I think they're going to be out there a, a good amount for people. Yeah. Like the more I think about it, I, I'm looking at the ownership of some of these third lines and it doesn't seem like a lot, but like Tampa three, probably going to be owned. Uh, Vegas three, probably going to have some ownership. You get glass and top power play. People like talk. I mean, I like talk. Um and then like these ducks lines are all super cheap. They're going to all get ownership like 4% ownership compared to like 0.5% ownership or 1% ownership is massive. When you're talking about an entire line and a line that's not projected for a lot, they just need to outperform their uh, median projection by a little bit. Like going to a line like Nashville three, I think is something I'm, I'm definitely interested in or, or Florida three. We don't really talk about them, but like Petrano, a guy who can score goals, Brett Connolly has been in the league for a handful of years. Like we've seen him have decent games. Um, so I'm just going to try to make those decisions that don't seem like big decision points, but it, like they actually are on a slate like this, where not only do we have three teams that have big totals uh, and pretty expensive lines, um, but we've also got a bunch of defensemen that are in good spots and also really expensive. So everyone's going to be looking for the cheap line that uh, makes it work perfectly. So leaving some salary on the table or pivoting one of your defensemen, you take the the next best defenseman on the team besides like uh, the top guy. So going down to Martinez instead of Theodore, otherwise playing the same uh, Vegas stack like there's ways that you can get different by just doing one little thing here and there. So yeah, that's a good point. Like we talk about that a ton in baseball, like the two expensive pitchers thing. It's like, all right, well now you're, you've got like five teams to choose from that you could realistically right. stack. So yeah, that's right. a good everybody's point. going to the same guys from those teams. Same as oh. with NHL, everybody's going to the same, you know, top two lines from whatever team you're talking about. So, and you know, to just take that construction thing one step further, as you're making those decisions, we're not saying leave these value lines out completely, but maybe you start working those value lines in with some of the lower on top lines from other teams. Yeah. To, we're only looking for you know differently owned combinations that don't get too far from the optimal. So you hit that mid-range in uh, what you're doing with your stacks, and then you can afford some of these big-end defensemen, a high-end goaltender, and you're bringing your lineup up to you know a similar uh, optimal uh, level, a similar projection. 
So just different ways to go about uh, constructing these things on a night with not a ton of options. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. Um, just to close this one out, some defensemen that I think are uh, at least reasonable tonight. Uh, Yanni Hakanop. Uh, I, I can't pronounce this guy. This is the guy that Cliffy touted the other night. I don't know if he did anything, but I asked him for one thing about a game uh, for the ducks. Yanni H we're going to call him. Uh, and he, he just without blinking, that was the guy whose name he said he's up to 3,600. So maybe DK was listening to him, but uh, I don't know if Cliffy still believes in him tonight. I just saw his name, but uh, Shattenkirk. Hakanpa? What is it? Hakanpa? Hakanpa. Yeah. There you go. Two A's at the end, so maybe it's like a pa at the end. I'm assuming it's Yanni, right? It looks like a... Yanni. Yeah, I'll go. I'm confident about the Yanni part. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyways, that that one tripped me up a couple nights ago. But uh, Brett Burns, right now, my highest owned defenseman. And San Jose won one of my highest owned stacks. So that makes some sense there. You can also go Carlson if you need to save uh, a couple thousand bucks uh, off of Burns. But I really prefer to get up to Burns if you can with your uh, San Jose stacks. Anything well, else? No, I think we uh, covered a lot of ground. Hawk and paw. There you go. Uh, Cliffy typed his name in uh, all caps in the YouTube chat. So nice. uh, I'm assuming he's, he's going back to the well. Yeah. Hawk and paw. Well, um, all right. We got over 200 watching. Appreciate it. Uh, we've got NBA coming on in about 15 minutes after this. We'll put this up on podcast in case anybody wants to sneak a listen or play us on 2X speed. Do you play your podcast on 2X speed? You ever done that? I don't, but I I like the idea. Like it's something I've just never happened to do because I'm usually listening when I'm walking the dog, so I want the full hour or whatever anyway. Yeah. But I really like the idea, like if I'm trying to cram uh, you know some DFS info or something. Yeah, I've never done it. I, I'm just a 1X guy, so people will probably think I'm a, a serial killer or something that are watching this, but I don't know. I've never tried – I've tried the 1.5 or 1.25, and, like, it's just not for me. It sounds like these – it just makes me nervous. They're just talking so fast, you know, and I'm sure I'd get used to it, but – Well, I have a bad habit, too, of losing track of who they're talking about or if, like, I yeah. stop paying attention for a second. And I think a lot of us don't say the player names enough if we're doing like five minutes of deep dive analysis on somebody. Right. So you just kind of completely get lost in some of those when you're doing that. So yeah, I, I imagine that would happen a lot more at a faster speed. Yeah, I'm, I'm right there with you. Um, all right. Drop a like for us on the way out. Already 84 of you, almost half of you have already liked this. That is much appreciated. Uh, hit the notification bell on your way out. Go follow at Osmo NHL for some fun videos as well as good information for NHL DFS. Tune into the NBA show. Check out our free content. NBA ownership projections free today. MMA rankings free today only. And the NHL top stacks tool. Take advantage. This is your chance to check out the top stack tool. If you want to join uh, any packages, osmo.com slash join. Feel free to DM me. My DMs are open. Uh, usually people are pretty nice to me in my DMs. They're mostly uh, asking me for some advice. Uh, don't ask me for lineups. That's the only thing. I, I, I don't understand that. Like, I'm an MME guy anyways. Like, me making one – like, even giving you one lineup, like, it's probably going to be pretty terrible for you until, uh, you know, just yeah. randomly select the one that's right. So Yeah, just pull one lineup out of a 1,000. I'll send it to you if you really want it. It's yeah. not going to mean anything to me. It might win. It might not. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, uh, yeah, feel free to hit me up if you guys got any questions. People are saying bye to Josh's dad. 
they're assuming that is you. Uh, it is me, apparently. That's that, never would, me. that would be something. Uh, Terry is not Josh's dad that I know of. Uh, but thank you, everybody, for joining. We will have a show tomorrow at 2 Eastern. So set your alarm clocks early if you're on the West Coast. Uh, and we will see you then. Good luck. <laughs>